Hello everybody, co-owner Om Gandhi here. Welcome one, welcome all to the audio edition of the Fireside Chats. For more stories like this, go to our website at runtrymag.com. That's runtrymag.com. You can also find us on Instagram at runtrymag. And you can also find us on Facebook at runtrybike. And now, on to the show. Designed for running adventures on a variety of surfaces, the Catula Exospikes footwear traction are at home on ice and snow as well as on dry, rocky ground. Twelve ultra-durable tungsten carbide spikes provide an impressive amount of grip when you need it and stand up to rocks and other abrasive trail features when you don't. Exospikes will inspire you to follow the trail less traveled, even when it's covered in ice. For more information, visit Catula.com. Brandy, we're going to jump right into it. Um, you and I met probably about a year, year and a half ago, um, and I was enamored with your story, and I would love for you to be able to tell your story to our audience so they can get a feel for who you are, a feel for She Strong, and then we'll talk about the Monarch Triathlon itself. Okay, yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, we did meet probably a year and a half ago. Um, back in, at the end of 2017, I was diagnosed with stage three breast cancer. It was two days after I turned 42 that a lump was discovered at just an annual checkup. Um, the PET can scan revealed that there was a larger tumor in my right lymph nodes than what was detected in my actual breast. That's what bumped me to a stage three. So I did aggressive chemotherapy um, for six months. Then I did 30 bouts of radiation. I had a bilateral mastectomy voluntarily. Um, ready, um, chemo really did what it was supposed to do, but for me, I was so young, I didn't want to wait five years and then find out I had it somewhere else. So I opted for the bilateral mastectomy. And, you know, going through all of that, um, my oncologist never really had an answer for me. I was, I am a mother of four. I was a triathlete at the time I did Ironman competitions. I'm a certified Ironman coach. I'm a tri-doc coach. I have a bachelor's in science and health. So I know a little bit about a little bit. And looking back on it, I can see my body was trying to tell me that some things were going on, but I just wasn't really paying attention. So as I went through my diagnosis and my treatments, my oncologist just said, you shouldn't have this. I have no family history. Um, and he was just like, I have no answers for you. He's, he thought for sure I would be BRCA positive. So he tested me, turned out it was BRCA negative. He just kind of looked at me like, I don't know what to tell you. I'm a spiritual person. I'm also a certified yoga instructor. So clearly I'm a, a spiritual person. And throughout the whole thing, I just kept asking like, why me, right? And I think a lot of people do that, especially when I have no history and I was very strong and very healthy at the time. Um, and so there was just no answers. To me, it was, I, I felt like I was just supposed to be an example. And so that's what I did. I have three daughters and a son. And so I just tried to be the strongest example I could be for them. Um, I never covered my hair. I live in Arizona and it's really hot here. <laughs> so I was not going to wear a beanie and suffer. I also kind of felt like me putting on a cap on my head was to make other people around me feel better about my disease. But I wasn't ashamed. I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't deserve to have this disease. And so I wasn't going to hide. Um, so I just walked around, you know, looking like an 80 year old man with no breast and a pot belly because all my muscle just kind of turned to flab and this little peach fuzz that I had on my hair at the time. Um, and I just, you know, I owned it. 
so then I started feeling a little bit better. I was almost done with my radiation and I had created She Strong when I got my Ironman certification back in 2015. So by creating it, I mean, I had created a Facebook page, but never launched it. It literally just sat there. I didn't even know why I created it. Um, I just did. And then when I went out, I was just going to go out for a mile run. Nothing crazy. You know, us triathletes, we, we have a training season, season, we have a race season, and then we have an off season. And then when we go back to trying to train, you know, we don't go out to set any PRs. We just get our bodies moving again. That was really my mindset when I went out just for this one mile run. It was a disaster, a disaster. I had no idea how bad my body was until I tried that one mile run. Uh, yeah, you know, so I came home, took a shower, big dramatic cry in the shower. Could have won an Oscar over that. And then when I was done feeling sorry for myself, um, I decided, you know, I have the knowledge. I can start at the bottom and I can build myself up. And that's when She Strong really happened. That moment in the shower, I was like, how many other women have done this? How many other women have gone through, beat cancer, and decided I want to be a better, stronger version of myself, only to go to the gym and epically fail? And don't have the knowledge that I do. They don't know how to start from the bottom, so they just figure, this is who I am post-chemo, post-radiation, post-surgeries, and, and this is what I have to deal with. Um, right then and there, I went back to that She Strong Facebook page. I made it a private group and I started just, you know, having people join. I had a friend um, in Canada. She was my first lady to join and it just started happening. Women just started joining this group. I'm up to 3,800 women now in this oh, yeah. private Facebook group. Yeah. And they're everywhere. They're in Israel and Canada. And I mean, yes, United States, but I mean, just everywhere, South Africa, New Zealand, um, and just all this, these women who are like, I did not even know I can train. I mean, you can still train even during treatments. And right. I just really don't think that's told to these women. Like you don't have to just crawl in a hole and, you know, deal with your disease. You can still move forward. So what takes place in the, in the private group? People oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, so much. People share their stories, um, like why they're there. Women can ask other questions about, you know, treatment, help. Um, it gets very personal. That's why it's private. You know, we don't let men in there because we sometimes share photos. Um, we also keep it extremely positive. For me, I'm a researcher. I'm very analytical. So as I got sick, of course, I started going on the internet trying to find my people, right? And right. it was very dark and very scary. It was very negative. And um, yeah, I, would, I didn't join those groups. <laughs> I was just like, no. Um, so yeah, we, we tell our stories, but then we laugh about it. And, you know, we, we joke about what we went through and who we are. And I've had women, you know, make comments like, this is better than therapy. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm telling my gynecologist and my oncologist about this group because it's just a very positive, uplifting group. And um, how do people find it? They just go on Facebook and type in She Strong and they'll be able to find the private group and ask for an invitation type of thing? Um, yeah, you have to ask to join the group and there's a few questions that you have to answer. You do have to find the group because there is a She Strong page, which is separate than the She Strong group. So if you search groups and you put in She Strong, that should direct you to the, the right group. Gotcha. Now for you, what is it that, I mean, you're helping all of these um, women that are in there with you know, tips and, and all of the stuff and the storytelling. What are you getting out of it? How is it benefiting you? 
I just love helping these other women. You know, um, there's one woman on here. I'll, her first name is Mary. She's a little bit older than me and she has never, ever been active. And, you know, when I watch her, she was like, I was a couch potato. I did not know that I could do anything. And at her age, she's out riding a bike. She's like 12 miles a day. She's like, I had no idea that I can do this. You know, and she started with like half a mile, really super slow. And yeah, she's doing 5Ks and it's not just her. All these other women are just like, I didn't know I could do this. I didn't know I can get up. We do a friendly monthly challenge. Um, okay. It's either core or push-ups or sit-ups, but just something that we post about, like, yes, I got it done. There's usually a calendar that you can follow. And it's just, the idea is just to get moving, start right. moving your body. And so women post their workouts, they post their training, they post their failures. Um, we just, we talk about everything. So you had this, you started this, um, platform five years ago and did you ever envision that it would be close to 3,900 women participating in this group that you have today? No, I, um, I can still remember when I got like 10 people. <laughs> I was so excited. I was like, wow, we've got 10 people. Um, the day we hit a hundred, I, I was just amazed and I just love the fact that everybody is so supportive of everybody in this group, you know, um, good or bad. We tattoos. I, we, we talk about so much and it's just so uplifting to hear everybody's stories and to know that I get to be a part of their journey. It's just, it's very humbling for me. We know the Monarch Triathlon is the next step in She Strong's evolution, but outside of that, what do you envision um, She Strong becoming for you? as well as for the people that are in the group? Um, you know, long-term, there's a couple of things I would love to do. I would love to be able to put together a facility where women who have just come out of treatment could come for the weekend and it would be something that we would raise money for. So it would be a free, a free trip because like me, it is such a hard experience when you realize where your body's at after chemo, after radiation, after all these surgeries. And so I would love to have um, a retreat basically where we can have on staff, we can have massage therapists, we can have, um, you know, regular therapists, group sessions, uh, nutrition, and then just some classes to let them know, hey, you can start moving your body, you could start doing yoga, you can go for a swim, just anything to kind of get them started in the, in the right way and let them know that they're not alone. So long-term, that would be a huge goal for me. That's awesome. And as a person, and you know this, like I, I lost my father to throat cancer when I was 21 years old. Um, and I wish I had known that there were groups and things to do. Now, obviously, Facebook wasn't a thing back then, and Instagram wasn't a thing back then. So it wasn't very easy to connect. So, you know, thank you as a person who has had to deal with this on the family side for starting a group like this that can help others um, because it's not, you, you had breast cancer, but that's not the only um, type of cancer that people have that are in this group, correct? It's, it's women with cancer in general. Any kind of cancer. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't, it could be skin cancer, you know, I mean, just any woman who's ever had to face cancer, she's welcomed in this group. That's awesome. Um, so let's talk about the Monarch because I get super excited about this. How did it come about? And then, and then let's talk about all the different pieces and parts to it, because it is super exciting. Like, it's like no triathlon I've ever heard of, really. 
Yeah. So of course, um, it came about that day in the shower, you know, I kind of had an epiphany, if you will. Um, I did see myself kind of standing in front of these women and just encouraging them to go out, try their hardest. And I remember I went to my best friend and I, you know, I talked to her, I was like, I think this is what my cancer journey is about. This is what I'm supposed to do. Um, and so, yeah, so then I had told you, you know, I, she strung did a couple 5Ks and while I love that and it was virtual and I had women everywhere doing these 5Ks, it was amazing. Um, for me, my, my big goal was this race, was the Monarch. Um, so I sat down with you. Yeah, I talked it over with you. And of course, Anna Shuffler, she is the one who introduced me to Iron Man way back in the day. I won't give away my age, but um, yeah. So she introduced me to it and I know she's always wanted to put on a race kind of of this magnitude. And I told her, this is what I want to do. Um, she, at first she was like, well, you know, I've tried to do a couple things here too, which she has. Um, but having USAT behind me and them making me a race director and just telling me like, yeah, you could totally do this. You can go for it. Um, that was what put it together. I wanted to do a race that was completely different from any other race I've ever done or ever knew about. And so the Monarch, I think, checks every box in, in my crazy imagination of what I want to come to life on race day. Well, my, my bias says it is probably the most unique triathlon I've ever heard of in a, in a really unique setting and area too. So let's start by discussing the swim portion. Um, give us the details about the swim because I think this is a really important part, especially for our audience, which tends to be a lot of beginners just getting started. Yeah, so as a certified Ironman coach and as a TriDoc coach, the biggest fear for my athletes, um, I train female athletes, 99.9% .9 of the time because that's that's who I can connect to you know I'm a mom I own my own business and so I know how to juggle a spouse how to juggle your children your own intention of wanting to race and to be something bigger than that um, swim is always a terror I don't know why for me <laughs> the swim is the best part of every race I've ever done but um, for all my athletes I know they're scared they don't want to get in that water and it's terrifying so when I was putting this race together we do have an Olympic sized pool here in Kingman it's absolutely gorgeous and beautiful um, I did kind of think about doing that you know it's a controlled environment it could be 10 lanes and you can get in it but I also grew up in Bullhead City and so I have been in that river a hundred thousand times, just floating on sea dews, whatever it is. And that river is gorgeous. The city of Bullhead is gorgeous. And so I decided this river will be a PR for almost anybody who's ever swam in a river for a first time female athlete. You could literally just get in your wetsuit and the river will carry you down to your exit. Um, I really don't foresee any of our athletes having any problems when they jump in the water that day. So as a Ironman athlete myself who has raced Ironman Chattanooga and Ironman Louisville, which both have downstream swims. Trust me when I tell you people register, it is a blast. You will feel like a superhero when you get out of the water because you'll be like, look at this time, look at how fast I was. Enjoy yeah. the downstream swim. Okay, so now take us, they go through transition, they're getting on their bike and now where are they going? Yeah, so that swim is only a 0.9 mile swim. So it's not even a full mile. It's almost the distance of what you would do in an Olympic. Um, for me, a lot of my other athletes are very 
keen to the Olympic distance and when it comes to that half Ironman, that 70.3 jump is when they become very nervous. They don't want to do that distance for whatever reason. So I decided that when it came to the bike, I was going to give them an in-between. You know, they're not going to do 30 some odd miles. They're not going to do 56. Um, so they're going to do a 47 mile bike. It's a little bit longer than that Olympic. Hopefully gets them a little more comfortable and maybe once, you know, once they do this, they'll jump into that 56 mile. But they're going to ride through um, Lof uh, Bullhead City. It's called the Laughlin Parkway. Um, we just got news that Bullhead City will be closing off an entire lane for our athletes as they go up Laughlin Ranch. And when they hit um, the parkway, that brings them all the way down to the bridge. So I'm very excited about that. I'm very grateful to Bullhead City for doing that, making sure our women are going to be safe. It's going to be a bit of a climb as you come through Union Pass. Union Pass is very historical in the United States period. Um, it was part of the original landscape, if you will, of how people would travel from one city to the next city. And so you're going to, you're going to peak up at Union Pass and the steepest incline is only a 6%. And that lasts for less than half a mile at that 6%. Um, there's a shoulder that you'll be riding on when you come through Union Pass. That shoulder is the size of a car length. So you've got plenty of room. There will be aid stations as you're coming up that pass. And then when you hit that pass, you have a wonderful seven mile downhill where you get to recover. You just get a tuck and ride. You just get to come down the pass and come into, into Golden Valley. There is also a historic house that you get to see from the right-hand side on your downhill. It's called the Rock House. Um, so then you're going to ride pretty much flat when you hit Golden Valley. You're going to come up US 66, the back way into Kingman. So, of course, you know, I'm keeping you off the freeways and keeping you safe. And then you're going to transition into Lee Williams High School student parking lot. I mean, so far, everything sounds great. And I, I'm a fan of the movie Cars. And so the idea of being able to be on Route 66 is just, you know, the, the kid in me is like, oh, that's so cool. Um, but I know there's more of Route 66 in this uh, event. So now, now we've gone through a 0.9 mile swim downstream. We've gone through 47 miles of riding with some slight elevation, but then a seven mile descent to help you recover into the run, which is going to take place in Kingman, correct? Give us some more information about that. Yeah, so as you come out of T2, you're gonna you're gonna run down to historic Route 66. That's gonna be your run. You're going to go up um, El Travator Hill, and then you're gonna be making a ride up to Wallapai Mountain. It is a less than seven mile run, so it should be pretty quick. I'm thinking because you are going to be running uphill for the first portion of that, and then on your way back, it's a downhill breeze. You know, you just come back down. You'll go under one of our new beautiful arches. So Kingman is known for Route 66. It, we are historical when it comes to the landscape of the US 66. And we have some markers downtown in beautiful Kingman. Yep, these ones. We have some beautiful markers down there and some gorgeous things that the city of Kingman has built lately. And so when you finish, you will be finishing underneath the new Kingman US 66 arch. So all of your finisher pictures will have this historic arch that they just built in your, in your uh, photos for you. And folks, go check out She Strong's Instagram page because the arch is on there and it's super cool looking. And I can only imagine the flood of images that we're going to see uh, on Instagram and all the other social profiles after that. And then let's talk about this, which is what you will receive when you finish the event. I mean, this is super cool. So it spins, if I could get it to spin. 
but it also, and I'm going to have to pull it down for a second to show this, um, the she-strong ribbon detaches from the metal, so you can actually put it as a charm on a bracelet or a necklace. Talk about the design of this and, and the importance of this metal to your event. Yeah, so, um, you know, the Monarch itself is very meaningful to me. I've always had a thing for butterflies. And then just the whole symbol of the butterfly, I could tell you I felt like a big ugly duckling when I was going through my my cancer. And so for these women, I want them to, to have that transition, you know, to feel like I have gone through the worst things in my life or if you're racing for a loved one you know they have gone through the worst things in their lives and these women when they cross the finish line I want them to feel like they have just transitioned they've metamorphosized into this amazing beautiful creature and so the monarch of course was my selection for me that medal I wanted everything I wanted all the bells and whistles for my ladies I wanted them to look at it and just be like I have to have a medal like that I mean because yeah we race to race. I mean, most of us are not racing to PR. We're not going to hit podium, but I mean, we race for that medal, right? I want to hang that up at home. I want everybody to see it. And so I wanted it to be beautiful. I think you sent me a design. Um, was it a spinner that you sent me? And then for me, like I wanted that charm because I had seen that on another one. And so, yeah, I went back and forth with my design team when they were creating this metal. And I was like, I want it to spin and I want this thing to come out and I want it to be beautiful with all these colors. And then when I designed the actual symbol of the monarch, a lot of people probably can't see it yet because they can't hold that metal in their hand. But in each of the wings, there is a swimmer and then there is a biker and then there is a runner. And then the last one on the bottom, it's actually a crown because we're playing fun with some words. Um, monarch is not only a butterfly, it also means the queen. And that's how I want these women to feel. I want them to feel like they are just the queen of the day and they have just, you know, accomplished this huge feat. It, this metal is amazing. And by the way, it's not cheap and tinsy. Like it's not aluminum foil. It has some heft to it. You will be super happy to wear this around your neck and proud of your accomplishments. So um, one of the ways to get one of these medals is obviously to compete in a race. So you go to active.com, search for the Monarch Triathlon. You'll find it and register there. Um, for those of you who are joining us, my name is Jason Bahamundi. I'm one of the co-owners of Run, Try, Bike. Being joined by Brandy Ramirez, the founder of She Strong and, and the Monarch Triathlon. If you have questions for her, just tap the little question mark in the bottom right hand of your screen. Type it in there and we'll make sure we get to it. Um, if you missed any portion of this conversation, it will be on our website at runtrymag.com. Along the top, you'll see fireside chats. Her, uh, this conversation will be in there. It'll also be on our YouTube channel simultaneously by the end of this week. So check those out as well as our other ones as well. Um, one of the things that I know when we talk, it's, you know, we want to make this feel special. And, and I think one of the things that um, will help your athletes in this race feel special are all the little things that you're adding to this. And I'd like to talk about that a little bit because um, one of the things I also have here is the sample of just the race day tats, right? This may seem like not a big deal to people, but I know as an athlete who participated, like putting that on there makes you feel as, as an elevated athlete. Um, so talk about all the little things that you're doing besides just race day tattoos and all the other things that we've talked about. Yeah, well, for me um, and for a lot of my athletes, 
you have this huge moment where, you know, you're training for four or five months or whatever it is, the term of your training session. And then you go out for race day, your pros and your age groupers, they finish, you know, in phenomenal times, but people like myself, you know, I will finish a, a half Ironman in six and a half hours. I'm, you know, not a four hour person. I'm not going to be on podium. Um, but it's kind of like a letdown for me. You know, I cross that finish line and I get that medal and I'm just like, yes, you know, and I'm, I'm so excited. And then it's kind of like, here's your box of cold food and please go to transition and get your stuff. And it's almost like we're rushed out like so quickly. And there's a lot I think that people miss because of that, you know, race morning when you get to transition and you're meeting these people who are next to you, you've never seen them, you know, you're sharing sunblock and, and everything. And oh my gosh, I forgot a goo. And they help you pump your tires and you're zipping each other in your wetsuits. There's a moment in there where you're bonding, you know, and it's like, I wished before that I would know these people, you know, and then you're done and you go into transition and either you get your stuff first or they've gotten their stuff first and, you know, you don't know who they are and they're gone. Um, so I don't want that. I don't want that feeling for my ladies. Um, so we're going to do a lot of things different. One of the things that I love that we're going to be doing is this race obviously is focused on cancer. You don't have to be a woman who has actually battled cancer yourself to race this race. If you have a loved one, a sister, an aunt, you know, it doesn't matter. Your best friend, your partner, it doesn't matter. If somebody in your life was affected by cancer, you can race in their honor. And we're going to have... Um, a photo booth, if you would, like something you would do for New Year's, right? But it's actually going to be a, a recording video station. And you can go into this and you can sit down. And like for me, you know, I battled cancer. So I could say, hey, my name's Brandy Ramirez. I battled cancer in 2017 and 18. I'm racing for myself. I also lost my mom for cancer. So I could just say, hey, mom, I'm racing in honor of you. This one's for you. All of these women have the opportunity to do this. And then at the finish line, this reel of all of these women and their dedications will be playing at the finish line. So not just the athletes can see it when they finish, but the spectators who have no idea what's going on, they can see why these women are out here and what they're doing. And so to me, that's gonna be huge. And then I just want a huge celebration, right? I'm a woman, I like to be pampered. I hate crossing the finish line. I'm disgusting. I feel gritty. We're going to have showers available for women who want to take five minutes to hop in a shower, rinse off, kind of feel like you're a human being again. So that's going to be huge, right? Because I don't think any race has ever offered showers. We're going to do awards with everybody because everybody who races should have the opportunity to see who won that age group. Maybe it's you, you know, maybe you don't even know. And you're going to be like, oh my gosh, I'm an age group qualifier here. I won this race. And I just want everybody, your family, your kids to see who finished, to see who won. And just to be able to celebrate in that, we're going to do crazy things because we are celebrating life. So we're going to do margaritas. We're going to do street tacos. We're going to do a huge party of like, yes, you did this. You'll probably finish. We're guessing everybody will be finished by like four o'clock, right? That's on a Saturday plenty of things that you could do at four o'clock. And so downtown is just going to be a huge party. Come down and celebrate, make friends, share your socials with the people that were next to you in transition and really make some lifelong friends and, and remember this day for years to come. Yeah. I, it, it's all of these things that gets me so excited about this, this race, because it is about camaraderie, right? The vast mm -hmm. majority are not elite you know, Kona qualifying pros. The, the right. lifeblood of sports are folks like 
myself, age groupers, the people that follow Run, Try, Mag, age groupers, people who are just finding their way into the sport. And we want to find camaraderie because maybe one day they're racing together at the Monarch and then later they're racing at, you know, Ironman Texas or something because they've made that connection with each other. So, you know, uh, again, as an athlete working with you on this, like I put my athlete hat on and, and everything is, you know, to the T-bone amazing. And I know that you've got some sponsors that you want to thank because they've been putting forth the ability for you to do these things. Um, and, and those sponsors are, again? Preston Investments, which is just huge. Um, Scott Preston just really looked at this and said, you know, this is something I have to be a part of. And just no questions asked, just wrote a check that I'm so happy to be a part of this and, and to be here. Kingman Regional Medical Center is um, the next big sponsor that we already have. And same thing, um, Anna went to them and she presented the, the sales deck that you had created and they were just enamored with the idea, with what it stands for, with who we're gonna bring here to Kingman and be able to share this with. So they were absolutely on board. And then we've just recently solidified um, Anderson Ford. So it's not just Ford, they have Toyota and Havasu and then, um, it's Ford here, and then God love me, I can't remember what it is in Bullhead City, but it's the Anderson Auto Group who who joined Toyota. us as well. Anderson Toyota. There you go. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> for the companies that are watching this, um, I hope you hear Brandy's passion and intensity for this event, and to help women who, again, they don't have to have cancer themselves, but have had a loved one um, who has dealt with cancer in some form of fashion and what she's bringing to the community of Kingman and Bullhead City, but to people, to women in general, I should say, um, going through or having gone through this terrible disease. And it's an opportunity to give back to the community. One of the things you didn't mention um, that I'm, I think is super exciting is um, the scholarship giveaway. So shed some light on that. Yeah, so I didn't mention that because it usually makes me cry. <laughs> um. We are giving a portion of registration as well as donations from other people online to create scholarship for young girls whose primary caregiver has gone through cancer. Yeah, that's amazing. And, and I didn't mean to be, if anybody's watched Jerry Maguire, the Roy Firestone to Cuba Gooding. <laughs> um, <sighs> it's amazing, you know, to, to be able to take an event, a sport that you love, you coach in it and you've brought people together to then pay it forward, right? Let's call it what it is, is paying it forward so that the young girls who have gone through this um, scenario have something positive come out of it. So um, seriously, thank you for doing that. Um, one of the things I wanted to ask you about is Monarch Triathlon 2022 here in uh, Kingman, Arizona. Ideas and thoughts for the future or is it, let me just get through this one, Jason. <laughs> Um, yeah, you know, I would love for this to be an annual event. This first one is going to be pretty crazy. Um, yeah, we're going to need so many volunteers and there's just so many aspects to it. I've been very lucky to have a mentor um, through TriDot. I was introduced to an Ironman race director. He helped me so much. You know, he gave me um, a, a budget, things that I needed to look for. And it's just been crazy there's just so many facets to it especially going from bullhead city to kingman 
everybody has been extremely supportive. The city of Bullhead was, they just jumped right on. They were so excited about it. And they're just like, anything you need, we could totally help you. The city of Kingman has done the same thing. Josh with economic development has really been an asset to me here. Introductions to people telling me what I need to, to work on, who to contact. Um, but there are just so many different branches. So yeah, I'm going to really try to get through this one as sane as possible, but I would love for this to be an annual event here in Kingman. And then I would love to reach out to a couple different places, you know, Florida, San Diego would be awesome if we could do three or four of them a year. So, you know, it is, Kingman is a, a small town and so is Bullhead City. So it's amazing that we already have so many people signing up for it and coming from so far away. But I think if we, you know, did it in more generalized populated areas like San Diego and Florida, we could probably have a lot more people that we could reach. And in doing so, that would just mean that many more scholarships we could raise for girls. That would be awesome. And, and just my marketing hat for those of you who are joining us, She's talking about Kingman and Bullhead City, but it is a stone's throw away from Vegas. So fly into Vegas. You'll be able to get to Kingman and Bullhead City pretty easily. Um, and you'll be not only racing, and for those of you who are racing Ironman Arizona or Ironman Florida later in the year, this is a perfect tune-up race for that. But one of the things you didn't mention um, that I think is really great is this idea of a relay team, right? So you talk about people being afraid of the of the swim, you know, being nervous and having anxiety about it, you know, plus, you know, not everybody's comfortable on a bike. We get it. Um, talk, why the relay teams? What, what brought that about? So relay teams are a great opportunity for two or three women to get together, really have fun with it. Um, we have relay awards even for the, you know, the top competitive teams. But, you know, if you're a great strong swimmer and you're terrified of the bike and you have a friend who likes to ride all the time, you guys can create a two-person group and decide which one of you is going to do the run. Or you can have three women and you can have one swimmer, one biker, and one runner. And that's just a really great way to get your foot in the door, kind of see what a triathlon is all about, go out, have a little bit of fun with your friends, and, you know, just experience a wonderful weekend together and, and a great event. Yeah, and just so everybody knows, so we talked about it in separate pieces and parts, but the swim is 0.9 miles, the bike ride is 47 miles, and the run is slightly under seven miles. So when you add it all together, it comes out to almost 56 miles, which is why this is the Mono Triathlon Super Half, which is just another great name for people to, to remember it by. And I look forward to working with you, not just for this year, but knowing your determination and your inspiration and your motivations behind all of these um, types of things that you've been doing that I can easily see San Diego or Denver or Austin or Miami being, you know, the next spots that keep popping up because the story is phenomenal. The event will be phenomenal and the cause is phenomenal. Um, yeah, I think, you know, honestly, there's so much fundraising that goes into finding the cure for cancer, which is great. You know, I'm not not here to say nobody should be doing that. Yeah, if we could stop cancer from happening, that would be great. I think a big part that's missed is the people who have gone through it. Like they deserve to be recognized for who they are, for what they did, for not quitting. And that gets sadly overlooked. Yeah. So and. I know that's a big important part for you because one of the things that comes up in every conversation we have is celebration of life. And yes. 
That's exactly what this event is. So for those of you who are, again, just joining us, at the end of the race, there is going to be a video board where participants are going to be, you know, talking about why they did the race and who, for whom they did the race for. And so as a spectator, if you're there, you're going to see this video board playing as people are finishing. And it's going to have an impact on you because you're going to want to celebrate life with all the athletes there, plus tacos and margaritas, right? I mean, let's not kid ourselves. It's going to be a big part of that, yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I want. I want everybody to just celebrate, you know, especially the athletes who just completed this race and, you know, just to have a wonderful time, get to know the, the spectators, get to know your competitors that you just raced with. It's all about enjoying yourself and celebrating what you just accomplished. So we're going to wrap this up here soon and we have our rapid fire section so we can laugh at each other a little bit. But in the midst of all, you have a pretty big event happening for yourself. Tell us a little bit about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's really funny as a certified Ironman coach, I have never raced a full Ironman. I've done halves. That is my sweet spot. That's where I like to sit. You know, a 70.3 mile race is, uh, yeah, it's just in my wheelhouse. For me, I've never, ever wanted to race a fool. And I used to think that anybody who raced a fool was a fool because who <laughs> wants to race? Who wants to go out and race for 140.6 miles? You know, it's like, oh, yeah, 17 hours of racing. This sounds so great. No, um, Alaska, <laughs> though, this is the first ever Alaska has held a full Ironman. And Something about this Ironman just kept calling to me. Um, as soon as it was launched, I saw it. I just kind of kept going back to it. I talked to my coach, Kurt Madden, and I was just like, I don't know what it is about this. And yeah, I signed up for it and I raced in like less than 30 days. That's awesome. And, and we'll be tracking you and we'll be rooting for you from here in Phoenix. Um, a couple of things, folks, that I want you to, you may have heard, but you may not have listened to. Brandy is a mother of four. She is a coach. She is a certified yoga instructor. She is going to race Ironman Alaska, and she's putting on an event um, of a pretty big magnitude with a great cause. So basically what I'm telling you is if you have hurdles, overcome them. Don't keep making excuses for yourself as to why you can't do this or why you can't do that. Use Brandy as an example that you can do these things, you know, she gets help. There's obviously you have to have help. So don't be afraid to ask for that stuff either. You know, I am, I love working with Brandy and I love helping She Strong and the Monarch Triathlon. Um, and it, it, it gives me excitement and joy. So find those people that you can work with who can help you. And that might be a coach like Brandy. That might be two other people to do a relay race with uh, at the Monarch Triathlon. That could be you know, just going and reading on our site, how it all started features, which Brandy has her story. Um, because these are all the things that we need in our sports today to help each other out to get to the finish line. Because life is hard. Let's be honest. Life is hard. So that's the end of my seriousness. And we have our rapid fire questions, which always make me laugh because I don't think people always get the right answers, even though they're your oh. own <laughs> oh my gosh. Nobody told me there was going to be a test. <laughs> yeah. Big, big test of our friendship coming up. Um, oh my gosh. When you're running, music, podcast, or nothing? Music. Okay. What type of music? Oh, explicit music. <laughs> There's a lot of curse words in it. 
Favorite artist is? Pink. Okay, perfect. Um, what's your favorite food? Oh my gosh, um, everything. Uh, my Mexican by, uh, you know, my father is Mexican from Guadalajara, so definitely Mexican food for me. Great. Uh, pizza, pineapple on pizza, yay or nay? Yes, absolutely. Oh yeah, we're gonna have to discuss our friendship after this call. <laughs> <laughs> There's too many people that keep saying yes. I don't understand it. Maybe it's just the New Yorker in me that's like, no, pizza, cheese, sauce, and bread. No, pizza, pepperoni, mushroom, black olive, and onion. Oh. <laughs> well, this guy is killing me. Pineapple doesn't fit stuff. It does because like, you know, the onion is sweet, the pineapple is sweet, and then like I'm Mexican, so I have to have olives and cheese. Like that's just a given. <laughs> <laughs> no, Maria, people pineapple, but it's not a pizza. Sorry. <sighs> a pet peeve of mine. Candy corn. Is that a real candy? Yes or no? No. No. Right. That's gross. gross. Right. It's candy. Although it's my son's favorite. We'll have to talk to him when I go out there then. <laughs> Are peeps disgusting? Are what? Peeps. You know, those things that come out at Easter? The mushroom or the, the marshmallow? Yeah. No, marshmallows are the best thing ever in the face of the planet. But that one, specifically yes. that one, that pixie dust that's on it? Yeah, there were some at Cracker Bell. I don't know if you saw them. They were chocolate, and that is just wrong. They were chocolate <laughs> peeps. No. They have to be the pink or the yellow ones. <laughs> so the guy we had on last week, Jack Randall, told us that he loves peeps, but he likes them even more when they're old. And I'm like, but then you're, oh, you're nodding yes. So you agree with that yes. sentiment? Oh, yeah, if, if they're like a little firmer to bite into, they're better. <laughs> So you enjoy doorstops, is what you're telling me. <laughs> no, not, not that hard. They just have to be a little <laughs> more solid to chew. Do you remember Peanuts? I think Brox was the name of the company that made it. Yes. Like the, what are your thoughts on those things? No, no. Yeah, terrible, right? That's like somebody yep. took this out of an Amazon box, spray painted them orange, and put them in a package. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> What's your favorite movie? My favorite movie is The Long Kiss Goodnight. Fantastic. Favorite TV show? I'm finishing up Jane the Virgin. Excellent. And you said you don't, you said music on your run. So do you listen to podcasts at all? Not on my run. Not on your, but in, in general, no podcasts at all? Not really, no. The only nope. podcast that I do listen to is the Tri-Dot. Gotcha. So. Yeah. So. Thank you so much for joining us. Tell the people where they can find your organization and everything else. So you can find the race in She Strong um, at shestronginc.com. You can find the Facebook group under, if you search any Facebook and you search for groups, it's just She Strong, just the way it sounds. Um, the word she and strong is pushed together. There's no spaces. And then um, also you could find just the regular Facebook page on She Strong. Instagram, I don't even, is it just She Strong? Yeah. I think yep. it's all just She Strong, <laughs> to be honest with you. And Twitter is She Strong. There's a number after it. Nine. She Strong. Nine. She Strong. Nine. Yeah. Yep. Um, 
Brandy, thank you so much for joining us. It's always a pleasure to chat. I always get a good chuckle out of talking to you and, and really get inspired and motivated. So thank you very much. And thank you to, to you, Jason. You have been you have been so instrumental in putting this entire monarch together, always being there for me, helping me any way I can. And you're always so willing to help me with all my crazy questions. And I just, I couldn't have done this without you. And, and so thank you to you. Brady, thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.